This is episode 21 of the TAP with celebrity hairstylist, Angela Styles. You guys ready? Let's go. Once you strip away all the extras, see who is still around and sticks by your side. Guys, welcome once again to another episode of the Think Alpha Project. And of course, you guys know I am your host, Valentine Iwudo. So really pumped up to be here with you guys. And this week, we feature the one and only Angela Styles. Just to talk about a little bit about her. First off, that first quote came from her, and that was inside of the episode. But Angela Styles is a professional celebrity hairstylist and the author of a new children's book, and it's called Hair. If you guys see it, it's just awesome. When you guys get a chance, you know, make sure you check out the YouTube video of this episode. Uh, but she chronicles in the book a young African American girl's hair journey and highlights the beauty of black hair. She also works at The Talk on CBS and has a salon in West Hollywood where she spends her weekends. So Angela is on a journey to inspire and educate women and men to embrace their natural beauty all over the world. And I love it because most of the episode, we talk about embracing who you are. And I think that that is something we need to talk about. It needs to be more of a conversation. And this has just been a great opportunity to really explore that from someone, you know, who's gone through it herself. We also talk about what it takes to love your natural self and, of course, how to keep your confidence. These are some of the things we talk about. So if you're a woman listening to this episode, watching this episode, um, this is going to be awesome. If you're a guy, this is great because I share a lot of my own perspective bouncing off of the things that she's saying. So either way, this is great. Um, make sure that you go to thinkalpha.net forward slash 021 where you get to check out all the show notes and the links to uh, contact her, of course. But we're going to get right into it. Guys, without further ado, I bring to you guys celebrity hairstylist Angela Styles. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Think Alpha Project. And I'm here this week with the one and only... Angela Styles, nice to have you today. Nice to have, nice to be here. Yeah, thank yeah. you. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so, okay, all right. I'm. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for I having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on, right? Yeah, God is good. You yeah, know? yeah, God Just is good. Keeping it moving. Yeah, good, good. That's right. That's right. So, um, obviously, we have a few things because I know you do right now. You're juggling multiple things, so I definitely yeah. want to talk about. Um, that so how about this we, we could start with telling tell us what it is right now that you're into I know for a fact that you are now an author I so am a, a new deal. author which is such a huge accomplishment to me because I never would have seen myself here but it's like so cool to say yes I'm, I'm an author yeah, yeah. you're definitely <laughs> you an <know>? author <laughs> yeah and I'm looking at the book right now and I'm like that is like it's it's very well well done. It's Thank it's professional. You. It's Thank clean. Thank you so much. It's, it's not something you just threw up, you know, on Amazon. <laughs> no, I'm super proud of it. So, yeah. um, just to give you a little bit of background on what I do, 
besides that is I am a professional hairstylist, celebrity mm-hmm. hairstylist. Um, I currently work at The Talk on CBS with Eve. She's a new host as of this year. So that's been cool to kind of see her in a different light as a, a TV host. Um, so I do that. I also have a salon in West Hollywood. Uh, my partner is Malika Frazier. She's also another amazingly talented stylist. And I work there on weekends. Um, and then, yes, I just published a book called Hair, which it pretty much sums up a lot of the messaging that I, I want to deliver to people all over the world about loving themselves, loving their natural hair, loving, loving having texture. Because a lot of times your natural texture or big hair, curly hair is not appreciated until a long time later. So this was my way of spreading the knowledge that I've gained over the years, as well as just my love and my genuine appreciation for having textured hair, yeah. being um, of African-American descent and right. celebrating why curly hair is so amazing. So, right. yeah, I've, I'm just kind of buzzing around, sprinkling all kind of fairy dust on hair as many places as I can. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and you I mean, to me, it's you're changing the world in your own in your own way. Like you're changing your corner of the world, doing it the way that you 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 see fit for you. Like it works for you. You talked about. Um, being, well, you didn't say being made fun of, but you're saying that there's a part of what you said where you said your hair is now being celebrated, whereas before, in the past, it wasn't. Yeah, I think uh, most people in their childhood or, you know, just um, society kind of tells us what is nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Society tells us what is nice, what's beautiful, what's deemed cool or what's deemed to be, you know, better. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times having curly hair, having big hair, textured hair is always kind of the grunt of those jokes like, oh, that's not cute. You know, whereas straight hair, silky hair, you know, has always kind of been the more desired look and more appreciated look. So, um and then also in the black community, having like good hair, having silkier hair, wavy hair has always been better. So <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things that either your parents put those insecurities on you. Society may put, have put those insecurities on you. Your surroundings, like a lot of mixed children who don't see themselves in their parents or in their classmates, they automatically accept those insecurities because of their differences. And so what I try to do with hair is basically speak to all of that and encourage people of any age, but primarily children, to really understand and accept their identity from the start versus, you know, the natural hair movement has grown so much and you know, women have begun to, you know, go heat free and really accept their curls, but it takes 30 years, 40 years, you know, sometimes never. Um, what do you mean when you say it takes 30 years, 40 years? It takes them to become 30 years old to then say, oh, I'm not going to put heat on my hair or I'm going to get to know my yeah. hair and actually take care of it. Or, you know, they get tired of wearing weaves and then they finally say, oh, I'm going to get on YouTube and I'm going to learn how to take care of my natural hair. But right. it doesn't start when they're young, it doesn't ever, it takes 30 years, it takes 40 years, yeah. you know, when they're at an age where they're fed up from whatever they've been doing. And then they decide, oh, okay, I need to learn how to own and accept who I am. Oh, yeah. But that's something that should start in the home and in the formative years, not for us to go through a million and one issues before we then right. say, 
you know what? I don't need anything else. I can just be me, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And I think in our, in, in the black community too, it's something that isn't necessarily taught. Like th- what you're saying right now to me, the word that comes up is self-love. Yeah. Right? Self-love is mm-hmm. huge. It's big. And not to say that people can't want to make improvements in themselves, whether they're natural or, you know, cosmetic yeah. improvements, whatever the case yeah. may be. But it definitely, the foundation of whatever you do starts with loving yourself. Um, for example, like with surgery, like plastic surgery, that's a huge thing right now, right? <laughs> yeah. You either LA. can do something that really changes and enhances how you feel for the better, or you become an addict because you're not happy with your core and you continue to keep making changes until you look crazy. So, yeah. you know, it's like you either do it the right way or the wrong way. And self-love speaks to that. It's loving yourself first and then doing whatever you want to add but always being happy with what the foundation and what that core is. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, was, I just thought about something. This is a little bit of a tangent, but I work in in, uh, in the hospital. I'm, I'm yeah. an ER nurse. Yeah. And we get, abs- we actually get a lot of cases where people come in from a complication during surgery. And it'll be like liposuction or, you know, or something with their, you know, up yeah. here in their chest yeah. or whatever. Um, and, and they'll come in, I'm like, man, they're about to die right now. They're in an ICU. They're about to die. But Risking it's because their lives to make these enhancements and probably yeah. didn't do enough research. Didn't go to someone who was yeah. qualified, you know, it, it even like the illegal butt shots and all of that. Now, so many girls are showing yeah. the issues that happen down the line from taking a risk like that with their bodies. And it's, it's all about having that self-love so you don't make those kinds of mistakes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So how how would you say you've grown to love yourself fully? Well, I, I mean, I think loving yourself is an ongoing process. Nice. Women always have insecurities and I mm-hmm. definitely have insecurities of my own. But A, I was raised in a household where my mom continued to encourage me and influence yeah. me throughout my life. So. I had a mom who always told me she loved me, always told me I was talented, I was beautiful, I was smart, I was strong. So that level of confidence was always instilled in me. So I didn't really grow up feeling um, less than. I was the captain of the cheerleading team. I was a prom queen. I was like that girl. So I didn't have some of those like social anxiety issues or, you know, and then I knew what I wanted to do career wise from a very early age. You know, I finished high school. I went to college for a year, but then I was like, I want to do hair. Like, and I was supported in that, you know, and and I thrived in that. So I hadn't, I didn't really have those same, you know, issues that a lot of people struggle with, thankfully, but it it starts with the affirmations that you give children. So I will say that. Hmm. But as an adult, I mean, I think, especially once the social media era really hit, then that's when you kind of start comparing yourself and your body type. Like yeah. I always thought I had like a really baggy body. And then <laughs> it was like, I would see girls with then like 10 seeing. more inches on their waist versus mine. I'm like, oh, I'm like more like this. I thought I was like this, you know? And I've definitely thought about doing physical enhancements. My hair is like very curly, very tight in texture. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the same hair texture that my mom had, which it did make me kind of insecure, but thankfully that also helped me become a great hairstylist. So I still was kind of like, oh, I wish I had that. But I was like, it's okay. I'm just going to do this with my hair and I learned how to do everything. But fast forward to, I think when I was um, 
maybe like three years ago, yeah. I had been natural and I always preached, you know, going natural, but I never actually wore my hair in its natural state. Huh. So to explain that further, girls can say, I'm natural, but have a weave. Like I, I'm wearing a wig right now, but underneath I'm natural. Mm. And so for me, my identity was still like, I'm natural. My hair is healthy. I'm natural, but I'm going to do some something extra. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I decided to completely cut my hair off and cut it about this short and really, you know, take away. Wait, so like it was like. It was short, like a little fro, like, a, Yeah. What? How long was this? This was like two years ago. It was actually wow. really cute. Um, it, they call it a TWA, a teeny weeny afro for the hair community. I thought <laughs> I that was hilarious that. when I found out. I was like, this is funny. It's I crazy. have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so once I did that, I really started to understand what a lot of girls would speak to about the journey, like the natural yeah. hair journey. Hmm. Um, I used to be like, oh, they're so dramatic. Like, oh, it's no journey. It's like, it's like you just go natural, whatever. But when you actually do start to see yourself without all those additions, and then you get really comfortable with it to the point that you actually don't want anything else. Hmm. That really helped um, refine the messaging in my book because I was learning to understand my hair in a different way than I had ever had. Oh. And even as a hairstylist, it was I was learning something different from a different perspective than I had ever had. And so I think that helps me to develop a new level of confidence, right. you know, and right. I, I wasn't wearing as much makeup or if I was wearing makeup, it was, you know, it was all to counteract my look with yeah. really short natural hair versus trying to create this new person. Right. I was learning how to, you know, build up my natural Yeah you know, look. And so I think from there, that was a huge growing and turning point in my life as an adult was just to really appreciate who I am and really dig deep and understand what that is. And so now, obviously, I do wear weave again and wigs and everything because I love, I love changes. Though. But the perspective that I have about mm -hmm. why I'm doing it is different. Completely it's more different. of an appreciation for creating a look versus me needing to become more than who I am. Yeah. And a lot of girls, I think, I know, a lot of girls aren't comfortable with seeing themselves without all of the maintenance that they get. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's like, once I take this weave out, can't nobody see me. I'm not, <laughs> you know. Tied up. Exa yeah, it's like a, I'm hiding yeah. Yeah. until my true self, who which isn't really my true self, it's the self that I've created, hmm. is ready. Wow. And so there there, there sh should be a shift in the perspective. And right. so when I experienced that, that did help me a lot to, to see myself and be more comfortable with that. And yeah. then to also be able to talk to other women and encourage them to do the same thing. Yeah. And I would say, because that's an awesome point, because for me, obviously, I, I've had my hair has been this short the whole time, so I can't really speak on that. But. Like you said something that was really powerful. Um, it spoke to how you need these extra, a lot of people go around needing these extra things to feel like they're validated, to feel like they have a sense of approval. And I, I remember, I mean, I, I didn't change until about a couple years ago, honestly, mm -hmm. where a couple years ago, I had to get the nicest car. I had to, you know, I had to feel like to buy clothes and do this and do that to feel like I am who I am. 
And it got to a point where, quite honestly, I lost a lot. Like, I lost a lot in my business, lost a lot of income. And that feeling of things being stripped away from you is as painful as it was, it's the most powerful thing. Like it's, it's the most powerful thing. It's super powerful. Then when you're, when you're at that, let's just call it bottom, you're at that bottom, all you feel is like, okay, but then you get to find yourself. And I feel like I found myself. And it might not be hair specifically. No, but that's the same but it's thing, the same, though. That's yeah. the same thing. I think, you know, Americans, I think generally, we're so attached to things. Yeah. And things attach us to status. And we don't right. spend enough time just being attached to ourselves mm-hmm. without all those things yeah. and taking away the idea that if I have this, then people will notice or appreciate or, you know, because it's, life is really not about that. But we're influenced with so many messages that say otherwise. Right. And we get addicted to it. It's like. Some girls can't live without ha- having their nails done, you know, and which isn't bad. It's definitely a cleaner, more polished look. But if you're going nuts because you can't get your nails done, that's something wrong yeah. because your nails don't validate who you are inside. Your nails don't validate how smart you are, how beautiful you are, how, you know, amazing a person is, how anything. It, mm-hmm. Those things don't validate who you are. They just add to it. So right. it's definitely important to understand and separate yourself from those attachments because people do really get addicted to them. Yeah, I think especially if you have a lot of friends who are like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, circle is totally a part of it. But I feel like with me kind of being a pioneer amongst my right, friends, peers, yeah. my peers, I've been able to encourage them to do things that they would never do. So a few of my friends are like, I'm going natural, girl. Like, I can't believe it, but I actually like it, you know? And I'm like, wow, like, you did it? She's like, yeah, because you did it. You was cute. So, and it becomes a, you know, a trickle-down effect. And so I think, you know, the pioneers and all these peer groups continue to spread, you know, their understanding of self-love. Right. And then other people are like, I want to try that. I need some of that. Right, right. You know, so... We, we all just have to do our part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's just say, uh, do you do you have any younger sisters? I don't have any sisters. Thank God, because they would be beating my door down trying to get their hair done all the time. <laughs> so I don't, have, I don't have, like, uh, cousins. I don't have sisters, anything. So everybody that was sitting in my chair was paying, except Ooh, my mama. <laughs> business, business. All about the business. I like that. I like that. Cool. So if you, let's just say if you did have... Um, a younger sister who, let's say she's 24, 23, 24 years old, and she doesn't quite know it. Because when we're in it, we're not necessarily aware, right? <clears throat> Until there's something that awakens us to that realization. Mm-hmm. But you can see the way she's moving. You can see that uh, she's she's in the phase where she's seeking validation. I'm just saying this because there's a lot of what women at that, as you know. What would you, What's your advice for them? Um, my advice for all of my sisters is to take away all those things and see who sticks around and just do a, do a test. Like, you know how people do focus groups, do a focus group (laughs) and allow the experience in that to show you who's real. If you value Hmm. 
being played or people only being around you for what you have, then continue to be their friends once you get all your stuff back. But if you are really going to take heed to your own study and see what the results are, then you'll know these people are not here for me. And usually in that same journey, you will find people who really are there for you because they're not attracted and attached to all those things, you know. But I think, honestly, the younger generation that's in their early 20s and below, they're a lot less connected to things the way our generation is. Oh, got it. So that's positive. But, you know, with all the influences coming from so many different directions, my biggest advice would be that, like, take away whatever it is you think is giving you this popularity, if it's not you, and put it away for a week and see who stays around. Huh. So you're pretty much saying that you you guarantee that some of your friends are there because of what you do for them or what you have. Me personally? No, no, not like oh. in general. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Everybody's superficial, so it's like it's people you un- until you really go through the ringer with a person, you really don't know if they're there. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, speaking in my own personal life, it's so many people who have come and gone who I know for for a fact they were only in my life for what I could offer them or what I was doing at the time or who I was around, and slowly but surely they fall off or they trickle off or you start to see their true colors. So it's better to test people and put people in certain situations so you can see faster versus wasting three years with somebody that's not your friend. So I I would, if I had a little sister, I would be like, oh, okay, they kicked me with you because you getting all the new shoes. Here, I'm about to, we're going to Target. We're going to change your shoe shoe game up real quick and see if them girls still want to hang still out with you. Around. See what they give you. Mm. Oh, they see you getting money all the time. Okay, tell them you broke for a week and see if they want to kick it. See if they say they got you. Wow. Yo. I, I I just wish I knew. I wish I had that kind of advice when I was younger. I'm not going to lie to you. Me too. It's so much stuff that I wish somebody told me, but it's all good. It's all and good. that's what we're, <laughs> now that good. we're at good. this level, right. we can lend that advice. So right. that's what me writing this book is. Yeah. It's a bigger picture, a bigger message, but it's to help share with all the little sisters that I don't have the message about self-love and confidence and individuality. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So hair. So how long did it take you to write? It took me. To finish the project. It took me about two years. (laughs) That's normal, actually. That's that's a normal time for for I mean, but just between the research, um, finding an illustrator, um, doing several drafts, finding Mm. a printer, getting a distributor, you know, figuring out the investment. Saving the money for everything I need to invest in, getting the website done. Like, it's so many different steps yeah. so that it, it did take a while. And I'm a perfectionist and I was working in multiple <laughs> different avenues anyway. So I would have to like stop me like, oh, yeah, let me focus on the book today. <laughs> so, it, you know, if I didn't have a job or if I right. if I gave myself a deadline, I probably would have done it sooner but I think all the life experience that I was having right. played a part into, you know, the very last finishing touch with when I finally was like, okay, it's ready. So. Right. Absolutely. 
Jeez. Yeah. No, no. Two years. I've. I've. From what I've heard, uh, it's the normal time for people, especially because you say you have a lot of things going on too. Yeah. So, so. it's like you're not going to stop everything just for, just for that, right? Exactly. That's awesome. Wow, Angela, Angela, this has been amazing. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I have um, a, a few more questions, obviously, before we close it out. You've done great so far. You dropped some major, major keys. So, question is for you: Is this? If you had a billboard, right, that's possibly going to be seen by billions of people, what would you have on it and why? Mm, that's a deep question. I really wish I was prepped for this so I could have thought of something. No, take your time. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be one of those first things that comes up. The first thing that's coming to mind is be the light. Mm, there, see? And... I think I would want somebody to say that, I mean, to see that, just to inspire them to be positive. Like, it's so much negativity going on in the world. Sometimes you just need those reminders of like, be the light, like be, be what other people are attracted to. Like be what, you know, be what people get energy from. Be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I think, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. And I think there are different ways to translate that. So if I had a billboard, I would probably put that on there and just. Right. Be the yeah. light. That's awesome. Okay. So now you, you do have the book out. What What's next for you? What are you excited about? Oh, I'm excited about a lot. Um, hair is one of several things, several books that I plan to create under my publishing company called The Pretty Curls Club. And I want to make more books around the, you know, black hair experience, um, but also incorporating other cultures into that experience, the curly hair experience, rather. And so the Pretty Curls Club is really a group of um, five children, four girls and one boy who become curl friends um, because they have curly hair, textured Mm -hmm. hair. So especially because schools are so mixed and segregated now, sometimes kids want to you know, they see that one other person that is similar to them and then they're like, hi, yeah. you know. And so I want to kind of speak to that, but then also speaking to the experiences that children go through throughout their life and different things. So like swimming and, you know, getting your hair wet when it's curly is like not knowing what's up with that. <laughs> or like when the little boy goes to the barbershop for the first time and mm-hmm. that experience or first like cut. picture day or, you know, all these different things that kids experience. I want to kind of chronicle them and mix in um hair information and also upliftment as well. So um, I am going to plan on doing another book, but we're also talking about going in the direction of an animated series. So talking to writers and like really trying to hone in on what that would look like as an animated series is one thing. But then because I am a hairstylist, it's also about like the hands-on application and understanding hair. So I'm planning a lot of talks and like book signings and things like that, but incorporating hairstyling and hair education into that is super important. And building an online platform of understanding for moms and parents to really understand how to style their kids and what products to use and developing products under the Pretty Curls Club brand as well. So it's it's so many different avenues and I'm kind of trying to like keep it condensed until I know exactly what to do next because right now it's just promoting the book 
turning it into a bestseller is my main exactly. focus. And, you know, talking and meeting as many people, signing books, really explaining my vision for the rest of the brand, but also just my message for this book. So I'm starting with this and then um, tools or, you know, some kind of takeaway in addition to the book will probably come next. And then the other awesome. parts of yeah. what I've discussed will follow behind that somewhere. All right. That's amazing. So wow. it's a lot. Plus, yeah. I'm still, you know, working. So <laughs> working at the same time. In. Yeah. So got to weave it in. But right it'll, come, it'll come together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think when you're doing anything for the greater good, like with purpose, you're going to put your all into number one. And then number two, it's, it works out. Yeah, people. It works out. People have been reaching out to me about different things. Yeah. Um, so I'm just praying that God sends those right people in in my view, for us to come together, collaborate, and help me take it to the next phase of what yeah. my vision is. So That's right. Okay, cool. So how do we find you online? My All of my socials and everything is at Angela C. Styles. Um, and then the book itself is at prettycurlsclub.com. Uh, we also sell the book on Amazon and Target.com right now. Um, I'm waiting for a few other outlets like Barnes & Noble and Walmart, but it'll come. The book just released um, last week, so, so I feel like we're doing pretty working, good. Working, <laughs> working, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And wholesalers can also get the book on Ingram.com. Okay, okay, wow. I was like, okay, I just thought about Ingram. Okay, cool, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, well, look, I am so, so, so proud of you. I think. It's just, it's like I told you in the beginning, right before this, it's, it's cool to see uh, folks who look like you and me yeah, getting out there and making an impact. It's time. Yeah, it's, it's past time. But yeah. honestly, our ancestors have been doing this for so long yeah. that we have all the tools and now we have the technology. Mm-hmm. And we got the sauce. So it's like <laughs> tools, tech, and sauce like that only makes for like dopeness. Um, yeah. And so I think we're able to see more of what other people are doing versus people would be doing something over here and oh, somebody else it. doing something over here. The information doesn't spread as, as quickly mm -hmm. and it doesn't spread as fast. But right now we're in the information age where everything is coming at you so instantly. You're seeing what people are doing in London. You're seeing what people are doing in South Africa, what people are doing in the States from LA to New York. And so we're all being inspired on a, a quicker Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yep. time, time frame, yeah. time frame. And mm. we're able to produce and also to reach out to one another and collectively do things together. So I'm looking forward to seeing more, just more innovation, more culture building for positivity and just, you know, just getting it. Just getting just out here getting, just getting it. it. Just out here getting it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it once again. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so, so much so, for so having much. me. Yo, really it was an honor it. to have you here. Like, the honor is mine. You know, it's, it's definitely an honor of mine. So thank you. Guys, once again, we have hair here. Make sure you pick up the book. You want to get it out real quick? Yes. There we go. That thing looks so pretty. Let me, let's get the back. Hold on. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's the twist. Okay, cool. So, because I did have an afro when I was growing up. Exactly, with the pick. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Our so, hair does the same thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, make sure you pick up that. Let's support one another. Uh, hair. Pick up the book, Hair, Angela C. Styles. All right. So, I'm going to shake your hand. Thank you once again. Thank you. Appreciate Such it. Such a pleasure. All right, guys, that's a wrap. I hope you guys really enjoyed the conversation just as much as I did. 
that was a great conversation. I, I'm not gonna lie, I really got a lot from her, and you know, it, it felt like something I needed to pass to my little sister. But I, I picked up a few books. Um, one of of course is going to my baby sister. Make sure you guys do the same. It'll be great to support her to support a really good cause. At the end of the day, this is about you know bringing uh, and, and controlling our own narrative, especially you know as black um, folks in in the in, in the world. So. Once again, go to thinkalpha.net forward slash zero two one. And in there, you'll see the show notes. You also see how to reach out to Angela. And of course, you guys know I am on Instagram at Val Ewudo. And make sure that you guys reach out. Let me know how you feel about the episode. Any ideas, suggestions. Of course, I really appreciate it. But of course, this has been great. Thank you guys so much once again, coming in week after week. I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.